I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words DraftKings podcast. I'm joined as ever by my buddy Matt Vincenzi. Matt, hello. Hey Tom, I'm a little upset this week. Uh, I bet Justin Rose every week for the past three years and then the week I don't, he wins. The odds weren't great. I know 28 to 1 seems tough for a guy who hasn't won in so long, so I don't feel as bad about it, but still stings a little bit. I think it was one of those ones where like, uh, basically we have been on this Justin Rose Renaissance train probably since we've started this podcast, me and you, yep. and basically the same with Jason Day as well. And I think it would have been the same if Jason Day had won at Tory Pines and we went on, right? You you don't think the odds are great, um, but if you miss out, you miss out, and you're, you're going to be kind of pissed. And you know, when I saw it, I was like, that's a, you know, a bit of a shame. I bet him every week and he doesn't win, and then he comes in at the, uh, you know, the short number and he does. But that's just the way golf betting works, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I didn't think it was a great event for him, personally. I didn't think it was one that I thought I could see him winning, so not too upset. I mean, when you consider the fact that he plays well in the wind and obviously can play open championship-type layouts, it, it makes a certain amount of sense, but he's played Amex and RSM and stuff like that and never really threatened to win, so um, the, the kind of three-course pro-am rotation didn't really uh, excite me too much. Yeah, well, that's all right. We got a big one this week, so I'm excited for this. This is probably the most exciting event of well at least until the majors start um the concern is that it's in the same week as the super bowl in the same place as the super bowl but i think it will still hold its own yeah i mean i personally don't care about the super bowl i know that i know that a lot of people do but when the patriots aren't in it i don't care um i'll bet on it and whatnot but uh i'm looking much more uh, forward to this thing yeah i mean it makes me have to work harder throughout the week that's that's just the nature of my job i have to just focus on the super bowl week but I'm looking forward to once I finally wind down on Sunday after all the content's written um, to just you know watch this final round of this golf tournament. I think it's going to be a really good one. Um, we've got almost all the best players in the world here, depending on your view on that. Um, technically, we've got 23 of the top 25 or 22 of the top 25. Um, three of them are missing. One of them is ineligible uh, due to injury. That's uh, Will Zalatoris, and then the other two are because they're on the live tour, which is Cam Smith and Joaquin Neiman. So, otherwise, everyone is here, which leaves us with John Rahm at 11,000, Rory McIlroy at 10.8, Scotty Scheffler 10.3, Tony Finau 10.1, Xander Schauffele at 10 at the above 10k range. First question Does Rory McIlroy care about this event? Does he want to be here? I think he does um, because he did. He did play in it last year, you know, before it was an elevated event, right? Um, I, and I just think he's motivated to be, you know, to send a message, which he has been doing lately. And I, I do think he's motivated. Yeah. You? Tough one, isn't it? It was, it was two years ago he played, wasn't it? I think rather than last year. But well, it's okay. um, I think, I don't think he cares about the event itself, but I think you're right that he cares about just sticking it to people and the documentary is coming out next week and... You know, he just he, he entered that when he wasn't meant to be on it and all this sort of stuff. Like, I think he just wants to piss people off, uh, a certain section of people off. And if he can keep doing that by winning golf events, and that's the best way to do it, right? I would give John Rahm the edge just based on the fact that Rahm's been here and, and played it every year, basically, when he can. And, you know, he's got, what, four top tens in eight starts, seven starts. Uh, and his worst place, his worst finish is 16th. So 
I would give Rahm the edge, but do you think you need to go to either those two guys? I don't. I don't. I, I've said it before, and it's usually worked out. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. The last time we didn't, it actually went really, really well for us. Yeah. When they missed the cup. But, but the thing, and even the one we didn't play uh, Rahm at um, Farmers, when everyone said you couldn't really fade him, and he, uh, you know, he finished the seventh or eighth. That's at 11k that's not really paying off his price so um the reason for me this week is i just think it's so important to get three or four guys in the lineup with win equity because i think that you know odds board wise 15 to 40 to one range is just like live with so many players who can win i think you and i think you need to go like i don't think stars and scrubs going to work this week you got to have some good players in your in your lineup um and i just think you can save so much money by dropping down to that next tier I think the thing is with me is that I've kind of found, and we'll come into it as we go on, I've kind of found some guys in the mid to low sevens that I think present at least top five, top ten uh, equity. So I think you can sort of wedge Ram in with my next best guy in a 9k range um, and do it that way. But yeah, I think I think more balance builds will be the, the order of the day. Do we go back to Scheffler at all? I'm not going to. I'm not. Just because, I mean, you look at his, his efforts, third, ninth, second, seventh, and eleventh uh, since the CJ Cup. And, you know, it's a pretty good run, right? But last year at this event, he actually won it against the statistical mould by getting really hot with his putter. And I uh, I don't, you know, don't see that he's kind of standing out to me in terms of a ball striking perspective um, at the moment to suggest that he's going to suddenly, you know, light it up here with his irons and driver again. Yeah, I agree. The approach numbers really aren't where I want them to be, and there's just so many other good players around him. Like I'm sure he could do fine, but I just like some of the other guys a bit better. Who are the guys that you like in his 10k range? Um, I do like Xander. I think just a thousand dollars cheaper than Rom, and I think his history here um, is speaks for itself. Right, third last year. Um, let's see, second in 2021. So the last two starts, second and third, and 16th in 2020, 10th in 2019. 17th in 2018 like that's the worst his finish he's had is 17th and um you know i just think for a thousand dollars cheaper i think he kind of has same top five equity as rom i think robert if he's in the mix is a better chance to win but um you know i i think xander's almost just as good well effectively he's got a better record than than john rom right like he's second third 10th 16th 17th in his five starts whereas rom is fifth ninth 10th 10th 11th 13th and 16th in his so Ram's best finish was fifth on debut, which was actually, he, I don't think he was an amateur then, but he was certainly early in his career. Um, I think he was in college then. Yeah, I'm, yeah, he might have still been in college. He was definitely like either in college or still at the start of his career. Uh, whereas Chauvelet, he's kind of done this, you know, he's improved over the last couple of years. He should have done better that year when he finished second. That was the year that both him, was it both him and Spieth kind of fell away? I think Chauvelet was the 54-hole leader. Yeah, I was on Brooks that week. That was awesome. Yeah, and KH Lee actually came to the fore that week as well, didn't he? And Han. And Han. Like, Han was like, what was he, like the front nine leader? Um, yeah. And then Shuffle bounced right back last year and, and finished third as well. So maybe the same question marks with Shuffle in terms of, like, he just didn't get the win in this event. That's kind of what we know about him in, in terms of win equity. But in terms of safe play, he's probably up there. I think Finau definitely overcomes his kind of weird course history here as well. He, it's really strange. He's Finished 22nd on debut, missed four cuts, finished second, and then missed the cut again. Um, I think the second is more indicative of what we should expect from Fee now. I think probably, but it is really strange that um, the fact that he's missed whatever four cuts here. 
kind of odd. So, you know, for me, if I had to rank these guys, I'm going to go Shoffley one. This is including the price. You know, the yeah. fact he's $1,000 cheaper, I'll take him. Um, and then I think I agree with you, like, Ron a little better than Rory. Rory third, Finau fourth, Scheffler fifth. That's how I'd rank those. I think, I think with Finau, it's one of those things where some people would say that his laid-back nature will help him because the crowds won't get to him, etc. But it also, there is also an element of you actually want him to get a bit pumped up towards the, the 16th, 17th, 18th, and maybe he just doesn't. I mean, I, I remember when he laid up on the 17th and just put it, it was, I think he put it straight in the sand. It was just like, you know, that's just that's poor for someone of his ability. Like, he could just drive the green. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, to me, if I was going to put anyone in at the top of here, I would I would lean with you and go with Xander just for the safety of it. But I, I'm not against wedging in uh, Ram as well. Yeah, it might be a good idea because I don't think he's going to get crazy popular because of the reason I said it. Like I, just, I think it's going to be pretty spread out among these five guys in terms of ownership. Um, I, and there's, yeah, because Rom's he's expensive. Yeah, I, I will give uh, the seven K guys when they come, and, and the reason why I think you can, you know, include Rom with this next player that I do like, um, and, and it'll kind of become clear then. But if people don't agree with that, then Xander's probably the way to go. Yeah, nine K range. Uh, starts with Max Homer at nine nine, ends with Fitz at nine. Fitz injury doubt, not not interested. No, I can't. You can't. I think Homer could go well again. I, I was really wrestling with can he win again so soon. I don't think he can win again. Um, but you know his record is is pretty decent this event really, considering where he's come from. Like twenty eighth, uh, twenty sixth, sixth, forty second, fourteenth. He was seventh at the 54 hole stage last year when he was sixth. You know, he improved over the weekend greatly after a slow start. 42nd, he was kind of in the top 30 before that fell away. So he's been really steady here, Homer. I just don't know whether, you know, a bit like the argument you had with Fina before, like how long does it last? Yeah, Homer, I mean, yeah, I can see it for sure. He's a good player. Like, I'll give him credit for, for what he's done, but I just can't click his name when I'm the. Oh, I know you like yeah. Thomas. I like I love I love Thomas and I think I like all the six guys beneath him better than I like him. Thomas is an interesting one. He's not playing well, is he? No, not really. Like I know you, I know you wrote him up earlier in terms of like when he gets to a certain number, you kind of have to look at him and it, and the course fit is great and he's got two third place finishes here, but I just don't trust him at the moment. I I don't blame you on that and yeah, to, I kind of said that this happened a couple times. You know, before the Players Championship, that was one of my. Um, biggest wins ever i put a lot of money on him at, at 20 to 1 because i just thought when he gets there it happened again at the bridgestone event a couple of years ago and then the pga started to drift again yeah. too and that's the time i was on him so i just feel like he's a type who yeah he isn't playing that well but he can turn it on rather quickly it it used to be rory was like when rory got to 20 to 1 like win only yes. you would bet him and and it's the same with thomas except thomas is probably not what rory McIlroy was when we were talking about him getting to 20 to 1 so I'd almost want 25s just to be really selfish. But um, I just like Colin Morikara at 9-7. I like him too. I like him too. He's uh, I don't, th- I don't think we're alone on that one. Did I did I cut you off with, with what you were going to say about Thomas? No, no. I, uh, I, agree, I agree on Colin. I, I do think JT wins this event. I've, I will add that I've always thought he's an eventual winner of this event just at the crowd everything about it just seems like it's such it's so suited towards towards jt it is and and for that reason i completely understand i just think colin is obviously meltdown and tournament champions cannot be avoided but just the way he bounced back at tory pines i don't think tory's a great golf course for colin morikara and he's played well at the us open and last last time out 
uh, despite that. Like he's not the longest driver of the ball, so he has to do it all with accuracy, right? And his irons and his. You've mentioned it before. Like if Colin Morikawa's irons aren't there, you don't bet him. But when it when they are, and you know they are, you, you start do. to look back at him. Um, and and I think you have to. Like twelfth and third in approaches last two starts, seventh before that. T to green is is right out there in the same numbers as well. Eighth and second, sixth before that as well. It's time for Morikawa to win again. Whether this is the golf course, and he's not penalised by length here. He was 25th on his debut. That was, I think, he was still very new to the tour. He hadn't even won yet. So to me, I think this is his best chance to actually win early in this season. I I completely agree with you. I've been saying, you know, I've been kind of off him for a very long time. When a lot of people kept wanting to jump on, I said, wait to see the irons. Wait to see the irons. Wait to see the irons. Like you said, now we're seeing them. So 6.7 last week, they're really starting to spike and get into that range where like he has shown when he's going to win almost every single time he's shown with a big iron performance the week before or the start before. Um, so I do, I agree with you completely. I, uh, so I bet him too. I think, um, you know, the 25, the one that was out there at the beginning of the week was just an incredible number. And I think this is a good number too. And you know what? I can start. That's another reason why I'm not thrilled about that higher range is that I can start my lineups with JT Morikawa and feel like I have just as much win equity as if I started with Scheffler Finau or Finau Xander or even Rom, uh, you know, Rom and one of these guys. I just think you can go with those two guys, 98 and 97, and, you know, and I think you're still in a great position in terms of two top-tier players. So my argument was like Rom and Morikawa leaves you with seven, three, two, five for your, your next four players, which I think you can operate with. Whereas if you go with let's say JT and Morikawa, you're there at 7-6, which obviously means it gives you a little bit more freedom. But I would almost rather go Morikawa-Zander than I would to go the two nines, just to give you one of those guys from the top from the top range. Yeah, I, right. But my point is just, is JT any different than those guys? Just because... just just because He's a lower floor, yeah. Yeah, I just don't trust him at the moment. That, that, like, in terms of winning upside and ability... No, there is no difference, and it's a, it's a huge discount. But when I think about the fact of, like, it can't lay any different, and he's nine five. No. So, like, I'd almost rather advocate can't lay and save the extra three hundred dollars. Maybe I've just got something against Thomas at the moment. I don't know. Um, I was obviously on his PGA win as well, so I'm, I definitely know it can come about when it needs to. Do you do you just mix up a lot of these nine K guys? I mean, I'm probably not going to go to Hovland. Um, I know, obviously, Tom Kim is going to be popular at 9-1, rightly so. Hideki? I love Hideki. Uh, he's looking coming in under-owned. Victor is, too, really under-owned. Um, kind of weird considering he did play decently well last week. But Hideki, for me, I mean, I, I bet him like 35-1, to 1, which I think is crazy here. I remember betting him at 16-1 to 1 here at one play. I know that mm -hmm. the field is completely different. I get that, but it doesn't change his history, man. He's absolutely dominated at this place. It's unbelievable, his record. And Hobland may be being overlooked a little bit in the sense that he, like you say, he did play well last week, did play decently well um, at the Tournament of Champions, given his like, lead in form. I'm trying to think, has he ever played well in the desert anywhere, Hobland? Like, I can't think if he's even played like the Shriners or anything like that. I don't, I don't remember a time. No, he has. Maybe that's a thing, but... You know, eventually, like it just comes down to the fact you haven't had that many opportunities. He probably just hasn't played there to to kind Over of warrant two it. Here, isn't he? Yeah, he's miscut, miscut here. But I'm I'm fine with that as long as you're a good enough player to kind of overcome it. I would just probably go with Decky, just knowing that the course history is there and knowing he's played well enough at Tory to 
to come into this with some confidence. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it'd be a, kind of a ballsy play for if you want to go with Hovland, and I do think it's game theory wise, it's like he can win this. No, of course he can. Um, and he's coming in. You know, nobody wants to play him, um, so I, I don't mind that. To me, I, yeah, I, I like Decky better. And then personally, I like Sung Jay better than I like Tom Kim. I, I do, just from a consistency standpoint, just because we know it, like he's proven it. People are predicting that Tom Kin's going to love this because he likes the, the atmosphere, you know, the presence cup and that sort of stuff. And I, I get it and I completely agree with it. You know, the, the shorter course should suit him, etc. cetera. Um, but why guess when I know that him has finished 7th and 17th here in the past and plays Desert Golf really well? I might, he's one at Shriners, right? I might look for a uh, Sanjay over Tom Kim head-to-head to bet. I think I, I really like that this week. Yeah, um, it's top Asian market. You can bet that as well. Yeah, nice. and he, and then the, I mean, for me, it's the seven strokes and approach last week. Yeah. Like, I, he, he's, just, he's just so good, like Sanjay. Like, he's just sneaky good that the trouble is he hasn't, like, Tom Kim is just a shiny new version of Sanjay. He is literally that because, like, he's matched his win total already and Sanjay just, doesn't seem to get the wins, but his consistency has to be acknowledged as well. Like you can't just ignore that. Um, I don't want the volatility sometimes in DraftKings that that comes with Tom Kim eventually. You know, last week was Sung Jay's best iron performance of his career. It's huge, isn't it? So I mean, I think that this, he's going to have a good year too. And again, he's kind of like the forgotten man because of Tom Kim, but he's just he's solid, and I like what he did last week. That he made a nice charge, and I think. Uh, I could see him. I could see him winning this event. I think. I think he's going to really like it. And I guess with when I say the volatility of Tom Kim, like I'm predicting in the future he's going to be volatile because obviously this season, first, twenty fifth, eleventh, tenth, fifth, sixth, one missed cut at the Sony. Like I can just see like what happened at the Sony happening again, and I can see that being a pattern of what he does in the future because I, I don't believe that people can can last as long as he has uh, so far. I agree. 8K range, we won't go kind of one by one. Uh, interested in Cameron Young a little bit. Any interest for you? No, not for me. He's going to be really popular, and I just think coming over, uh, you know, from overseas in that event, and then I just think um, there's just better players around him that I like better. I don't trust him. I think volatility-wise, he's really volatile, and I don't I don't trust him. I do think there's a lot of upside, though, in him at the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. then you'd say the same about Jordan Spieth at 8-7. You would say the same about Sam Burns at 8-6. I don't trust any of those three players particularly. Um, the one I do trust at the moment is the Gala at 8-5. Yeah, he, he was good here last time. I would argue that I don't know if he's as the quality of players that are players around him. Um, I just think he's expensive, which I think is... A good thing. Yeah. yeah. So but, I think he... So I was having this conversation with Jason yesterday on the Best in Podcast. When you look retrospectively back at this event, let's, let's say Thigala wins this event, goes on to become what people think Thigala can be. Is he going to fit right in with the Webb Simpson, Gary Woodlands, etc. that have won multiple tour events and won one major? I mean, you've obviously got Brooks and Hideki, etc., which are very, very hard to match. But Hideki won major. Um, yeah. You know, Woodland won major, probably not really a major winner when you like you wouldn't consider him one he obviously is and you can't take that away Webb Simpson US Open winner is he going to fit in that mould and the kind of Ricky Fowler mould who's contended at multiple majors or is he just going to be the kind of he plays well here every now and then yeah it's a, it's a tough question if, I mean, if, you, if you think the upside is that he's going to be that regular player and regular contender I, I advocate taking him while he's still these prices 
Yeah. So what you're saying is a lot of people think this is a high price for him, but if you looking back on it after it's all said and done, it might be a good good price for him. I I, I can see like can you see him being Max Homer? Yeah, six, I don't know if he's going to win six events. But yeah, but like that's what people like people didn't think Max Homer was going to, and yeah, you're right. People definitely projected Thigala to be a better player than than Homer, even like when Thigala first came out as to what Homer's done now. So. I know Homer's a different case study. I think actually when you look back at his college career for Homer, like he was probably overlooked because of how tough he found it when he first came out. But um, I, I think it just depends. Like I, I didn't believe in the Thigala hype, but then when you look at back at, he probably should have won here last year. It was very unfortunate that bounce on 17, then rush chip, rush putt. Should have won Travellers. That was a naive mistake. Had a chance to win the RSM. He's been there three times realistically already. He's had other opportunities as well. Shown it in Desert Golf already. I just, I'm going to give him another chance. Yeah, you know what, for me, like, skill set-wise, career tra- trajectory, I could see him as is like a female. Well, that, and this is what I said. Like, I said to Jason yesterday, it was a perfect comp. I said, like, he strikes me as female, who is struggling mm-hmm. to get that first win. But female kind of got the early win of the weak field and then went so long without a proper win, whereas Thigala's gone straight into the heat of the battle and probably struggling to get that win. Like I probably think Thigala's probably got this season before he starts getting those kind of um, comparisons because if he gets in contention three or four more times and fails, that's when I think that kind of Finau name gets attached to him. Yeah, and Finau's already 33. I mean, even when he won Puerto Rico, he was, what, 25 or 26? Yeah. And, and so Tagala's still got some time. So I don't know if he's ready yet for me. That's that's what I'm, I think it might take a couple of he's, years. He's definitely naive, but like I just I just think back to like he he definitely should have won this event last year. Like he yeah, was he really un, like, and it wasn't even really to do with a bad shot. He got really unfortunate. If it was if he just completely pulled it into the water, I'd say like naivety and inexperience got the better of him. But he was actually unfortunate. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a chance. Not really interested in the... I know there's been some popularity about Shane Lowry in terms of betting this week. I think the number-wise, I understand that. But I don't trust him, Hatton, or Fleetwood. I like a guy who no one really seems to like, and I'm probably going to play him, get my lineup some uh, uniqueness to them. Uh, I like Hatton. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a great reason. Yeah. Um, he was he played pretty well in in Dubai, didn't he? He was a couple of good like out of him, Fleetwood and Lowry. He's been playing the best. Yeah, but that's that's like my concern is like they've all basically flattered to deceive. He should, he he was actually seventh in Abu Dhabi, but it was all a final round sixty five. So he was actually thirty third going into that final round. Then he finished thirty eighth in the Dividers at Classic, and that was because of a final round sixty seven. Like he was actually seventy fourth going into the final day. Mm-hmm. So actually not yeah. playing very well. Fleetwood not playing very well. Lowry actually had a chance to win and like blew that it it's i don't know like he should have won that abu dhabi championship lowry and, and shot 76 and finished 28th it was ridiculous um, i don't like lowry i don't like the caddy split i don't like the course that's a really weird one i don't get that like yeah. i don't there's nothing i don't know what it is that i know everyone sort of talks about like change and like sometimes change is good but i don't get why like he seems just one to... at uh, Wentworth. Why does he need change? Yeah, and like he should have won. Maybe he'd done something really wrong at Abu Dhabi. He just gave him some really crap numbers or something. I, I don't know. But um, and then Fleetwood, I just have been off for a little while now. Um, don't really believe in the Renaissance from the Nedbank either. So yeah. that leaves us with Fowler in the eight K range. I, I do like Fowler a bit. I think um, 
the fact that he played well at the Farmers, where he never, ever plays well, even when he was good, um, I think is a pretty good sign. Gained 4.2 strokes on approach, 4.4 putting, which is always good to see with him because, like, that's how he does get it done, irons and putting. And I think yeah. um, that was his favorite course in the world. So, yeah, fire him up. Is he priced up enough to put people up? I believe I believe he is. Um, yeah, I'm seeing, like, 7%. I think that's going to be pretty accurate. Yeah, I like that. I think that's great. Um, 7Ks, obviously I'm not going to go one by one. I'm going to give a couple of highlights at the top. So I think Horschel could be really sneaky. We haven't seen him since the Sony where he really struggled with his game, visibly struggled, spoke about his swing changes, etc. Basically said, I'm going to go to Florida and sort this mess out before I play again. Um, he's had three weeks. It all depends on what's happened in those three weeks. If, if those three weeks have gone well, you're talking about someone that's finished ninth and sixth over the last two years here, uh, three years here. And when he was 53rd in the year in between, he was actually eighth at the halfway stage. Before that, he'd made uh, seven out of his first eight cuts here. Uh, finished 11th on debut, nothing worse than 43rd before that. I think he's a really solid play if you're gambling whether those swing changes have worked. But seven, eight, I think he's a great price. Yeah, he's not for me because of those reasons and because of that risk factor that I'm unwilling to take on with a guy like him just because I don't know exactly if he could win this event in this type of field. Um, he doesn't have a flaw, does he? Like he doesn't he doesn't he's not one of those ones that goes, All right, he'll get you through the cut and he might not be in ready to win. Like he can genuinely just miss the cut. Yes. I, I think he's a high upside top ten player at seven eight. Yeah, it's risky. I mean it's a risky play. I and just because his, I didn't like his comments either, and then I think he wanted to leave at the Sony, but then they, I think his sponsors probably told him to stay. Like, yeah. I just think, I don't know what was going on there. And I, um, yeah, I just think he, his swing is out of sorts. And I think that was a pretty big red flag. Um, but it could be, I agree, it's a high upside play. Well, it's, it's, just, it's just, I have no idea what's happening in the three weeks. Like, if I had seen something to say it's been really positive, or if anyone has seen something to say it's been really positive, I imagine people would have jumped on him. Um, but because there's been absolute silence, um, it's a risk. It's definitely a risk, and I wouldn't advocate putting him in, you know, like lineups. Like I think it's a, you know, cash lineup rather than a, you know, GPP play or whatever. But um, I, I think he's definitely worth having a look at if you want to try and get a bit different here. Corey Connors should play well here. Hasn't yet, really. He's going to be really popular, and I was really going to play him, but um, I think he's going to be like extremely popular. One of the higher owned guys in the slate, so I'm going to avoid him because of that reason. I just don't. I don't see him winning, so I, I'm not. I don't think he's a must-play at high ownership. So there's some other guys here that I'll just go to instead. So I am just going to rapid fire the people that I am looking at: uh, KH Lee, Tom Hoagie, JC Poston, Chris Kirk, uh, Brendan Steele. None of those for me, besides the last one. Wow, that's um, surprising. Yeah, I mean Steele. You know that's my guy, so I will go to Steele. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. So let me let me give. Uh, so Tom Hoagie, I'm going hot and cold over, but I thought he was worth mentioning. KH Lee, I think, is um, a really good play. I mean, like we've, we've already referenced that he was right in the heat of the battle the, the second year he played here. Last year, he had the first-round lead. When you look at the start of the season, he finished third at the CJ Cup. He was seventh at the Tournament of Champions, 27th in Hawaii at the Sony Open when he was 15th going into the final round. So everything kind of points to a pretty good week. He obviously missed a cut of the American Express, but... Comes back to a course he loves. I think he relishes that atmosphere a little bit. I think he can start fast. Uh, Hoagie, ball striking, just still there, right? Um, not getting the performances 
or the results that you'd hope he would. Um, and his record's a bit hit and miss, so I think he's the, the one I'm the coldest on. JT Poston, four out of four made cuts here. Uh, has an 11th already, has two top 26 finishes other than that. Uh, both times in the last two years, he's been eighth at the halfway stage. I think it's a perfect golf course for him. Um, I think when we look back, it's going to be a course that he's performed really well at um, overall. And I think he's a better player than he has been every other time that he's played here. So I think it's going to be a best finish for him. Chris Kirk, uh, just really like a veteran of this golf course. Eight, uh, eight made cuts and 11 starts here. Two missed cuts, one withdrawal. The two missed cuts have come in the last three starts, but he kind of had some really tough times on and off the course with sort of alcoholism, swing changes and things like that. Um, he's got an 11th here where he was fifth at the halfway stage. He was 14th here last year. 24th before that even when he was 76th he actually opened with a 65 just think the fact that he's got his back-to-back third place finishes ball striking is in, in a really good place he's opened and closed with a 66 when he finished 34th he's he's had eight rounds of 66 or better here and his and his ball striking is absolutely great at the moment i know it's in kind of weaker events so far but he's been fifth and fourth in strokes gain approach on his two starts so far in 2023 and eighth and second in tee to green. So playing that well, veteran of the golf course, knows every inch of it. 7-3, I like Chris Kirk. All right, I'm going to give you a quick counterpoint to each of those four guys. Okay. Hoagie, I can never get him right, so that's my counterpoint there. Yeah. Um, who's the next one? Poston. Uh, Poston, uh, I, have a, I have a Twitter beef with the JT Poston tracker, which has no <laughs> affiliation with JT Poston, but for that reason, I don't play him. Um, uh, Hoagie, Hoagie can't get him right. And then KH Lee, I think he's falling out of form a bit. I just think he's going the wrong way. Um, going to be extremely popular. So I think I'm just going to zag on that one. Yeah. And the last one was Kirk. And I've kind of learned throughout the years that when when it seems like he's an absolute must play, that's when he'll fuck you the hardest. So I'm going to pass on all four. That is just beautifully rounded up. Um, so who are you going to play in this range? Other than Brendan Steele, we both agree. I like him. I like Pendrith. Yep. Who, Last week, you know, showed some stuff at a course that I didn't really think was. We good. didn't like him at all, did we? Last no. week, I got that really wrong. Obviously, I backed Nick Taylor, top Canadian, um, really wrong on Pendrith, and I thought actually this is a better week. So I was hoping he was going to be poor last week and you know lose some kind of interest and and be better here. His ball striking is still not great, like 67, no. 41st in approach, but this should be a good course for him. Yeah, he'll be able to let it rip here. You can actually like really climb the leaderboard just from gaining five strokes off the tee. So you've seen some guys do that here before. So I think he could just kind of pound it. I'm not going to be incredibly popular. I think a good price, a higher upside guy. Henley, um, I don't know why I've always liked him here. Uh, he's still ball striking pretty well, even though at Sony, last time he played, he still gained four strokes on approach. Um, I think he's a, you know kind of a safer play. He can ball strike his way around this place as well. Um, again, I, and, you know, he's been popular as shit in pretty much all these events but now the popularity is finally off him and Pendrith aren't incredibly popular Henley's would be the course history right like he's never yeah. finished better than 15th and he's got like four missed cuts in eight or nine starts but when you look he's a perfect example of looking a little bit deeper into the weeds like when he finished 59th he was 8th at the 54 hole stage uh, 16th and 15th was kind of the best that he could have finished Last year he was uh, two years ago he was thirtieth, but he was sixteenth at the fifty-four hole stage, and last year thirty-third. Like, I do believe he's a low price based on what he's been in recent weeks. It's just he doesn't seem like he seems like a better player than he's ever been here. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, and that's that's why I do like him. And like, 
it's, it's been few and far between for whatever reason that there's been a week where nobody wants to play him. Um, so I think it's a, maybe a good time to get on. And then I kind of like Lucas Herbert uh, coming in at basically zero ownership. Um, you know, as he is, like you said, is um, not Hoagie's probably better, but like is Cage Lee that much of a better player than, than Lucas Herbert, who played pretty well last week. Um, and I just think I, don't know, I could see him going pretty well here. It seems like an okay course for him. Third last week in a, in a really strong field, basically a PGA event. Uh, third in the Divide as a classic before that. Tenth back in Australia before that. He's in a really good run of form. Uh, I don't think this is going to be the tournament he does it in, uh, just because I actually think he's better when he can just whack the shit out of the ball. And you know, I, I know you can do it a little bit here, but it's not that long. Um, yeah. And I think that his, he's great when his bonus putts mean something. He's like one of the better putters on tour, but here, I think you need to stick it closer than he can. But I think it's 7-2 for a world ranking play, for a quality upside play, for the type of player he is. Um, I think he's good. With no ownership at all. With no ownership. Like, it, I actually think he should be... I mean, where is he in the world? He's got to be in the top 50, but he's probably not as high as I think he should be because he does a lot of it on other tours rather than the PJ Tour, right? Uh, 38, maybe? He's 46th, and okay. his best ever ranking, surprisingly, has been 40. So, you know, you're taking a guy that's finished 10th, 3rd, and 3rd. Like, this is, when I think, I mean, it's my beef with, like, Biswedenhout, when I say, like, people get really excited about him, Herbert's a better golfer than he is, and he's 7-2, and Biswedenhout's 7-1. So, if you're the type of person that leans towards Biswedenhout, and I get it, like, he's played well when I said that he wouldn't, um, I would definitely just go up $100 and take Herbert. Yeah, and for me especially, like, cause I'm going to be playing JT, who's going to get ownership. Colin Morikawa is going to ownership. Sungjae is going to get ownership. Like, that's a, I'm building lineups that way. Xander, who might be the most popular player on the, in the field. I got a zag on one of these, like, 72, 7,500 guys where he's just as good as the other ones, I think, but one's not being played at all. So I think it's just a good a good little uh, mix it up. Kitsy Armour, I think, will be okay. It was dog shit in the final round of Pebble and then I just wonder if that's going to put people off and then I wonder if the, the Molinari renaissance is real I like Molinari I'm going, to be, I'm going to be playing him he's one of my favorite players obviously the uh, Italian connection I like him a lot but um, I like the way he's been playing I think uh, you know he contended in the last two times he played yeah and you know he was on his debut he's 22nd here he shot a third round 64 to get right into the top 10 fell away to 22nd it's only been 40th and 43rd since, but he's not been playing good golf. Um, and then you go back to the ABW Championship, where again, him and Lowry were the kind of favourites, I guess, to go in and win, and, and did absolutely nothing really. He he was more solid than um, than Lowry was, but 54 hole leader. Been a while since that's he did miss the cut the following year, um, uh, following week at Dubai. But I, I think he's fine. I think he's a good player and 7K and if the Renaissance is real, it's it's huge. No ownership. He's played well. He's played really well in the um, in the West Coast. So, yeah, like he's definitely a West Coast guy. Not necessarily here yet, but no reason why he can't be in good form. Taylor Moore, I think, will get his ownership just because he's been playing well. Uh, understand that. Are you going back to your guy, Bo Hostler? I don't mind the play. He's going to be. I say no ownership, like maybe zero point one percent. And he's played pretty well here, hasn't he? He has 17th, 38th, and 66th. His first three starts, miscut, miscut last two years, but again, not been a good player for the last couple of years. I would say the 17th and the 38th, somewhere in between there, is probably 
a reasonable finish. Let's set the over-under at maybe 32nd. I don't think that's a bad finish for 6-9. You'd take that. And I also saw someone posted who has the most spike putting rounds, which is gaining more than three strokes putting in one round or something, and he was like second, or second most at this course. Yep. No, I, I like it. Um, would that have been first round leader, that article, that, that account yep. first round leader? He's yep. really good. I, I really like him. Give him a, give him a little bit of a shout-out on here. Um, the, I thought the 6Ks was going to be fun this week, and it's not. Um, if you're if you're going down here, you've probably built wrong. I would say, I, I did for some reason. Danny Lee caught my eye. Um, no, he'll torpedo your lineups. He's I know. Don't go. Don't do it. This is what friends do for each other. <laughs> but for some reason, I don't know what it is. He's he's got a fourth here. He's got a twenty fifth. He's got a forty third. Um, and I, he's, he looks pretty solid at the moment, though. He will withdraw if you play him. <laughs> if you don't play him, he'll be fine. But. Um... Yeah, I, he's a I guess, I guess it, it's the approach numbers. His last uh, two made cuts, he's finished 14th and 12th in straight scan approach, and he's got a fourth here. That's, but you're dealing with scraps in this part of the part of the thing. Uh, I guess people are going to go to people like Grayson Sig, Troy Merritt, uh, people that we tried to take a chance on last week and didn't really uh, get anything from it. Is there anyone that you like in the six games? Yeah, a couple guys. I um, I like Vegas a lot. He's played really well, finished 25th at the Farmers. I mean, that's pretty good for him. Gained 2.6 off the tee, 1.8 on approach, 5.3 tee to green. Um, Especially how long was... he was been out as well. Yeah, and he's. I think he's played pretty well here as well, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 10th in 2019, um, 46th, 48th. Yeah, even when he, was, when he was 48th, he was 16th for the halfway stage. He's. I like Vegas. I just... I don't see him doing anything, but I guess at six seven you only really need him to get what like a top forty. Just need him to make it a cut, really, right? Yeah, I, I I like Vegas. I just think I don't know. I'm just a big fan of him. Love his big stomach. It's fucking great. <laughs> he's he's a great guy. I yeah, mean, anyone anyone called Vegas is is great. Um, yeah. And then James Hahn, who I think has been playing pretty well. He he. This is when you're supposed to scream no when I say you're talking about playing James Hahn because he screws me every time. But he's gained strokes on approach in like eight straight events. He obviously, I'm, I, maybe it's because I was on the, I had the Brooks ticket when they were in the final, they were not in the final group together, but they were playing together. Um, both made the run at, run at it, uh, likes this course. So I think for the price, I mean, when he, when he finished 10th here in 2021, it was sandwiched between mixed cut, missed cuts. So he wasn't playing well, but he still managed to, to do well here. He just loves the West Coast, right? And I know he obviously didn't do anything at Pebble last week, but. Why don't we just start a lineup with Danny Lee and James Harden and just work our way back? I mean, that, that, yeah, sounds, that sounds like right. sounds like a way to burn some money, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, what what can you do with that? You can actually, if you wanted to go real stars and scrubs, you can go Ram, Shoffle, Morikawa, Danny Lee, James Harden, and leave yourself a sixty four hundred shot, which leaves you with Wu, Reevy, Sig, Schenk, Merritt, Fratelli. It's it's rough. You can't do that. But if you but if you're going crazy like that, you might as well just play Fratelli because he's another ultimate boomer bust. Yeah, I I don't like that guy. I've decided. I used to really like him, but his overactivity on Instagram pisses me off. Uh, yeah, he's same. he's in the comment section all the time, isn't he? Do we miss anyone that really needs to be talked about? I don't think we have. I think you get to talk about JB Holmes every single week that he's back because we don't know how long we can do it for. Just because he's uh, back. I don't know how why, how is he even in this field. That's what I want to know. I guess he's got like 
some sort of recent win status, like veteran medical status. They 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 put it all out, don't they? If if, if the guy's been around, it, it'll be medical status, I guess. And that's what the PJ Tour needs. You got to find ways to get guys like JB Holmes in the field. I love it. I love I love JB Holmes. Uh, I do too. No sarcasm, but I do like JB. No, I really like him. I I always think he's got a bit of a rough deal. I know he's a slow player, but I, I think we need to get over the fact that people are slow at playing golf. It just is. It just is what it is. Um. I did go on some real rant once, basically saying that maybe he's slow because of his like brain surgeries, but I think that was probably a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I have a friend who absolutely despises him, so I kind of like go devil's advocate. Like, it, like him because of that? Yeah. Yeah, when because he, he was on JT, I think it was Riviera, when JB <laughs> Holmes was playing so slow and just literally cost JT the tournament. Yeah, well, you know, if, if people can't deal with slow play, that's on them, I guess. Yeah, that's um, right. Chad Ramey's cheap. Yeah. No. Cheap for a reason, I guess, but he's cheap. I don't know. I I don't I don't see anyone down here. Scott Pearcey has really good rounds, but every time I play Scott Pearcey, he's dog shit, misses the cut, ruins my lineups. Sixty. I only need two for all my lineups, and I'm going Vegas Han. Han scares the life out of me. I mean, me like, too. like if if Han scares you, Lee should definitely scare me, and he probably does. Um, I thought Nick Taylor looked cheap. He is, but he's made. Four of his, okay, he's he's fifty fifty here, so he, he's never finished above forty nine. So yeah, just forget it. What about just someone that's playing well? Just quickly before we sign off, like Malnati. Um, no. Just because he was in the heat of the battle, just because it's just not a good golf course for him. I just like him coastal. I don't know. He's not much I, th- I think that's another thing that like when we said about you can't just gain straights with your putter. A bit like what I said about Herbert, you need to actually stick your approaches close, and yeah, he doesn't. Matt Wallace is getting some love this week. I get it. He's been playing okay in Europe. I don't really have much interest in him. He'll finish 134th. Yeah. I, I like Stuart Sink all the time, um, but his record here is pretty abysmal for a veteran. So I think I'm just naming names now for the sake of naming names. I, I don't love anyone down this range, really. And I think if you've got to build down here, you're, you've done something wrong at the top. Hayden Buckley, I would say, 6,800 seems relatively high upside. Yeah, yeah, uh, he does. Let's summarise our favourite picks, Matt. Otherwise, I think we'll just name names forever. 10k and above. It was Ram before I came into this, just because I think it's worth shooting him in, but I'm going to go with Shuffley with you. Yeah, I'm Shuffley for me above 10. 9k is Morikawa, very easy for me. Can we go high and a low for 9? Yeah, high and a low. I will go high for... Morikawa low for Sanjay. Yeah, I'm going to go high for JT, low for Sanjay. Nice. Uh, 8k range, I am going to go with... It's got to be Thigala for me. I'm going to go Hatton, just a contrarian play. I don't know why, I just have a gut feeling. So I'm going to take a couple from the 7k range. I like Chris Kirk and I like JT Poston. I like Henley and Pendrith. It's interesting. I do, I'm, for some reason, I can't get away from this Billy Horschel thing that I think he can do something at some point. Um, I think it's one of those ones where, like, at the end of the week when he's playing really well and someone goes, oh, we never heard about his swing changes. That's the sort of thing I think can happen. Um, 6K, I'm going to go with Hayden Buckley. I think he's one of the safer players down here. And Danny Lee. I'm going to go Hoster. I think he could be okay. Vegas for the mid. And then Han for the low. High upside, big risk, but I think if you're trying to jam, jam a guy in, he works for that cheap. 
Actually, Hostler, I didn't. I thought he was seven k for some reason. He he's a pretty good play. Um, I was surprised how weak the six k range is, considering how strong the field is. Well, we're gonna need to have that conversation for a different time. But the depth has been uh, seriously impacted on the PGA Tour, and you can you can feel it. I mean, the, the bottom of the field is tough, and you're struggling for for guys. Yeah, no, absolutely, Matt. Pleasure as always. Um, another week in the books. Another week of what, like another thirty-seven weeks in a row. Um, looking forward to every single one of them my friend alright sounds good let's get a winner this week 